0: them. People aren't who you think they are, she'd said. He had agreed. She'd read his mind. She stayed in a hotel on her daddy's credit card for a few days while she figured out what she wanted to do with her life. Enjoy the city, visit a couple of museums, eat good food. He couldn't lose, not after five perfect murders. The trunk was silent. But he still didn't relax. Three cars remained in front of his. They each slowed to a roll, were waved through, and then disappeared onto the bridge. He rolled, slowed, and one of the cops waved him through. He pressed the gas pedal. A piercing scream came from the trunk. He froze, he wanted to press the gas to the floor, find a hole to drive through, keep going until he drove off the bridge, ending his life and the life of the girl in the trunk. Maybe they hadn't heard her. He glanced at the two cops. They were walking quickly toward him. Their guns were already in their hands. Sir, keep your hands where we can see them. Instead of fleeing, Adam put his hands on the steering wheel and forced himself not to cry. Chapter One Present Day Tenacious bitch. Maxine Revere stood in the doorway of Ben's office while he finished his conversation with the New York City District Attorney. Max took the DA's verbal attack as a compliment. After all, she had a love-hate relationship with him, In fact, she had a love-hate relationship with most of the people in her life. Yes, she is. Ben caught her eye and put his finger to his lips as he leaned over his speakerphone. I'll give her the good news. Thank you, Richard. He pressed the off button before the DA could change his mind, or Max could give him a piece of her mind. Ben's huge grin threatened to swallow him. He jumped out of his chair and squeezed her arm as he grabbed his blazer off the coat rack. I don't know what you said to him, Max, but it worked. It was as much you as me, she told her producer. She'd played hardball with Richard, and Ben played Mr. Nice Guy. Between them, they got exactly what she wanted, an interview with Adam Bachman, the twenty-seven-year-old bartender, on trial for five murders. "'You'll have twenty minutes,' he said as they walked to the elevator. The maximum exposure offices occupied half of the eighteenth floor of a Seventh Avenue skyscraper south of Times Square. "'Make them count!' She didn't respond to his comment, too energized about this interview to be irritated over Ben's habitual lecture." She'd been maneuvering for time with Bachman ever since she figured out that the missing persons case she'd been investigating since last summer followed the same pattern as Bachman's killing spree. Max was covering the trial for the station's news programming. She'd been NET's on-site reporter for several high-profile trials. NET wasn't CNN or Fox, but it was making a name for itself— It had exclusively been an Internet news show until three years ago, one year before Max joined the team. Now, while 75% of its schedule related directly to -to up-to-the-minute news, it featured several original daily, weekly, and monthly programs, including Max's true crime show, Maximum Exposure, which Ben produced. She liked that NET was independent, and run by a close-knit family with good business sense. No cameras, Ben said as he pounded the down button several times, as if the repeated motion would make the door open faster. But you can record it. And that makes you mad, Max said. Max didn't care half as much about the visual, not with this case. She'd been fighting for this interview for too long to quibble over the details Months of talking with the DA, the defense lawyer, cops, the victims' families, everyone she could get access to, but not the killer himself. Until now. Exclusive. One on one. Pen, paper, and an audio recorder. An old fashioned.